Amen. Amen. There's no place that I'd rather be than close to you. Amen. Bless his name. Our, our scripture be taken from Matthew chapter 23. Matthew chapter 23. It's a beautiful day for us to be able to worship him in spirit and in truth on September 1st of this year. Matthew chapter 23, starting at verse 1. Then spake Jesus to the multitude and to his disciples. The scribes and the Pharisees were supposed to be the great doctors and spiritual guides for the Jews. They were both learned in the law and teachers of the law of Moses. But Jesus says this about them in verse 2, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do. But do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. The scribes and the Pharisees teach, but they do not follow after their example. What they say is right, but what they do is wrong. They are proud, hypocritical, and vain. They obey the teachings where it is sound, is what they were supposed to do, and do not follow where it is corrupt. This sounds like what we say today, we see today. We must take heed to what and how we hear mm -hmm. and be careful of who we are hearing from. That is why we must know the word as well as follow what is written in the word. And what better place is there to do this than to study and learn in your own assembly where you can see the example in person. When you hear words spoken by those on TV, you don't know what type of life they live. And weeks later, they are in the news for things you don't want to believe, but you find is true. Look at the next verse. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne and lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. The burdens put on people were such things as rules and laws established by church council. They had them doing things that were not only burdensome and oppressive, but they had no revelation or contents of truth. They were severe to others, but very lenient to themselves. And again, sounds just like what you see today. In the kingdom, you are just as important. There's no big eyes and little U's. But all their works, in verse 5, they do for to be seen of men. They make broad their phylacteries and enlarge the borders of their garments. Now, this word which I am having trouble pronouncing is a garment which the Pharisees wore, which you could write on. They enlarged the borders of their garments to put scriptures on them. And today, people who are in authority, whether they are preachers in the church, politicians in the world, no matter what the title, 
no matter what the position, whether spiritual or natural, folks want to be seen and recognized. But Jesus made no reputation of himself. In fact, Philippians 2 and 7 said Jesus, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Look at verse 6. And loved the uttermost rooms at feast and the chief seats in the synagogues and greetings in the markets and to be called of men, Rabbi, Rabbi. This is practiced in churches and other places today. If they are eating, the pastors and the people of great authority will not eat with them. Everything is special. While you go through the line buffet style, they are served. While you use paper plates and plastic forks, they eat from real plates and real silverware. But be not ye called rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ, and all ye are brethren. The word rabbi signifies a doctor endowed with knowledge whose place was to sit in an exalted chair or chief seat in the synagogue, which we now call church. And call no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father, which is in heaven. This does not mean a natural child calling his natural parent father. It refers to a title used for a male priest. Spiritually, you have only one spiritual father, and that is Father God. Neither be ye called masters, for one is your master, even Christ. Christ does not condemn the giving or receiving titles or positions, but what is forbidden are vain, glorious affections of such titles and the ambition seeking them to be glorified in them. The act of being exalted over others and thinking yourselves to be something when you are nothing. But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. Those that are in authority should be serving you. If there is any reward, God will give it. And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. The scripture teaches us that pride comes before fall. But you also could take this to also mean a person who is lifted up in rank or status, he who is elevated shall humble himself to serve. But those in this world who are elevated or exalted do not want to serve you. They want you to be serving them. From verse 13 through verse 30, the Pharisees have eight woes denounced against them by Jesus. Verse 13. But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For you neither go in yourselves, neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in. Shutting up the kingdom of heaven. Luke calls it taking away the key of knowledge from men. Taking away the keys means they claim for themselves alone the understanding of the scriptures. Secondly, they kept the true knowledge of the scriptures from the people concerning the prophecies which concern the Messiah. 
and they hindered them to embrace the teaching of Christ. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye devour widows, houses, and for a pretense make long prayer. Therefore ye shall receive the greater damnation. The second woe against the Pharisees is for their gross hypocrisy and coloring over the covetousness with pretense religion. They made long prayers in the synagogues for widows and persuaded them to give much. They made use of religion and policy for worldly advantage. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you can pass sea and land to make one proselyte. And when he is made, ye make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. This woe is for the false ended zeal. Their intention was not to save anyone, but to serve themselves. Jesus says you poison them with your corrupt teaching and harden them by the coarse sin of your wicked example. Woe unto you, ye blind guides, which say whosoever shall swear by the temple, it is nothing. But whosoever shall swear by the gold of the temple, he is a debtor. The fourth woe is against the Pharisees for false teachings against oaths. A blind guide is a misleading teacher. They taught men to swear by creatures. They taught some oaths by the creature were binding and others not. Also, a covetous man still gives preference to the object of his lust. For example, gold still has the first place in his heart. Ye fools and blind, for whether, whether it is great, the gold or the temple, and, and that sanctifieth the gold. To sanctify means to make holy. Gold has no holiness. In any other place, gold would be no more than no more holy than where it is, and it was foolish to for, to think it would be holy there. And whosoever shall swear by the altar, it is nothing. But whosoever sweareth by the gift that is upon it, he is guilty. On this altar, then was always. There was always offered beasts or birds. This gift or offering was made to God because it was devoted or given to him. 19 says, ye fools and blind, for whether is greater the gift or the altar that sanctifieth the gift. Whoso therefore shall swear by the altar, sweareth by it and by all things thereon. And whoso shall swear by the temple, sweareth by it. And by him that dwelleth therein. And he that shall swear by heaven. Sweareth by the throne of God. And by him that sitteth thereon. Which can be supposed greater. The gift or the altar. That sanctifies the gift. It is God only. That is and must be sworn by. For us today. We do not need our hand on a Bible. To swear and make an oath. Whether in the church. At home. Or in the grocery store, it is better to make a vow or commitment to God and keep it than to make it and break it. Your word is your bond. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy and faith.
These ought ye to have done and not to leave the others undone. Ye blind guides which strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. The next woe is because the Pharisees kept the law and took special care in smaller matters and neglected the things that mattered the most. The scribes and Pharisees neither began nor ended their works in God. And they had no respect in doing them. They did things to be seen of men. Jesus did not object to them paying tithes, but while they did so, they neglected justice, mercy, faith, and truth towards God and men. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye may clean the outside of the cup and of the platter but within they are full of exhaustion and excess. Thou blind Pharisees, cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. They pay more attention to the outward things and less attention to the things needed inwardly. Just like today. If we are not careful, we can become caught up and things that are external and not pay attention to the things that spiritual man needs. It is not what goes in the mouth that defiles a man, but what is in the heart and comes out of the mouth. Woe unto you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye are like unto white sepulchers or witted sepulchers, indeed appear beautiful outward but are within full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within you are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Jesus is against the Pharisees for cheating and deceiving the people with an outward show and external appearance of piety and religion. Today, people get all dressed up and sound spiritual, but their lives are dirty as the politicians we see on TV. Their life being full of religion, hypocrisy, and impurities. They look good on the outside, but are rotten on the inside. Woe unto you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because ye build the tombs of the prophets and garnish the sepulchres of the righteous. And say, if we had been in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. This is the eighth woe. Jesus is against them for pretending great honor to the saints departing, meaning paying great respect for those that were dead, but persecuting those that were living. They imagine themselves as being greater than their ancestors, but Jesus, knowing them, uncovered their hearts. Wherefore, ye be witnesses unto yourselves that ye are the children of them which killed the prophets. Many thought that if they had lived in that time, they would not have acted the way before the Jews. But Jesus exposed them as well as those, those today. Those who reject the gospel and tramples underfoot his precepts. They who do despise the spirit of his grace and love sin and hate his followers. 
do the same thing as they did of old. Fill ye up then the measures of your fathers. This is the proverb used by the Jews, meaning you go on also and follow your ancestors that at length your wickedness may come to its fullness. And if you look at the condition of the world and what they are doing, I think you will agree the wickedness of the world is coming to just that. Verse 34. Ye servants, ye generation of vipers, how can you escape the damnation of hell? Wherefore, behold, I send you unto send unto you prophets and wise men and scribes, and some of them ye shall kill and crucify, and some of them shall be scourged in your synagogues and persecute them from city to city. This is what a this is this was a prediction or foretelling of what cruel treatment the apostle would face. Peter was whipped. Paul was stoned. Stephen was stoned and killed. These are the first of killing for standing for the gospel. And they will not be the last. Verse 35. That upon you may come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth. From the blood of righteous Abel unto the blood of Zacharias, son of Barcus, Whom ye slew between the temple and the altar. Verily I say unto you. All these things shall come upon this generation. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them, which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathered her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. For I say unto you, ye shall not see me henceforth, Till ye shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Jesus concludes this chapter with lamentation for Jerusalem. It is evident that Jesus wished salvation for the Jews. He did everything that could be done. This is a beautiful metaphor where he says, When the hen sees a beast of prey coming, she makes a noise to assemble her chickens. The time is real. Soon when the destruction of this world will be just as what came on the Jews. Jesus has warned us as much as he can. Just as he protected the Jews as much as he could, he has protected us by his word and God's spirit. But just like they would not listen, many of the saints are not listening today. And destruction of this world is soon and will happen. Let us take heed. And with that, my time is up and I thank you for yours.